everyone. I'm Dr. Rachel Lupian. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Sparrow. Our climate is in crisis, and we all want to help, but we might not know how. We're talking to people who have figured out how to use their talents to combat climate change in the hopes that their journey might inspire your own. This is How We Got Here, because the Earth needs professional help. Hey, Steph. Hey, Rachel. Are those new glasses? Um, yes and no, and the fact that I... They're looking pretty good. <laughs> I bought, like, four pairs from iBuyDirect. Not a sponsored oh, ad. Um, sponsored by. Oh, so, no, I wish. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, they had a buy one, get one Use free code How got here 10 at checkout. You could. It won't work, but you could try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real, except it was mumbled. Um, I basically have, like, six pairs of glasses because... They get lost, and my theater likes to like stretch the things. And oh, cool! I just decided it was easier to buy. Like you can, I mean, they're yeah, not yeah, the yeah. highest quality, but they're functional. I can I see. like them. Thanks. Yeah, I just buy. Mm. Yeah, whatever. They're not new though. Everyone, I'm wearing red glasses. It's it's great. Oh, red glasses. <laughs> Who are on Bob's Burgers? Is that Linda that's got red? Linda, remember? Yeah. I was Lin. She, I think, actually, they were yellow this, because yeah. when we were oh yellow Bob's Burgers for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, as we were, yes. As we were in our giant crew costume. I think I went and bought, like, fake yellow, like, cat eye glasses. You know, I still have that skirt that is yours that you let me wear for that costume. I took it to Denmark with me. Uh, both. (laughs) 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 I was Gail. Anyway, how's how's your week been? Do you have any Um, work things? I'm, like, giggling because I forgot about the skirt, but I did buy a new fanny pack recently. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I think okay. he told me I could keep it. I, I probably did. I'm pretty sure I was like, I don't need this in anyway. It's neon, and when would I wear it? Yeah. Um, joke's on me. I wear a fanny pack everywhere now. Well, uh, I was going to say, fanny packs are like very much in in Denmark. That's also least. true. Also true. I have a Fjall Raven one. Also not oh, sponsored. But would love go. to have them as a sponsor. Um, mm. but, oh, do you know what? A grant got funded this week. <gasps> do we have like a sound effect we could add right now? Like I will do it. Uh, yeah so that we literally just found out and i'm a koana and that's great hey that's so great we love money i have money and then my bad this week is i'm putting together another grant that's due in two days and holy shit is it a shit show oh man but maybe it's worth it and in the end we'll play that sound effect again that you're gonna find and then play (laughs) (laughs) i will search yeah yeah um yeah and it actually finally this doesn't work but it feels like november in maine for the first time last weekend it was 70 degrees here and everyone's oh, no. freaking the hell out yeah understandably that's too warm but today it's 40 and i love it do you know who doesn't love it my southern toddler who walked outside <laughs> and then walked back in southern toddler <laughs> just said born and raised in virginia oh not my favorite <laughs> But also, are, did you follow any of the elections being so far away? Yes. Oh my I, God. It's actually quite funny because the Danes are very into our elections. And to be honest, know much more about it than I do. I had, I was just like, <laughs> I was at work and two of my Danish colleagues came, who are wonderful, came by my office and were like, tell us it'll be okay, Rachel. <laughs> 
And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I, it was, like, so out of context. Right. It was just a random phrase. Like, what will be okay? The day? The sun? I didn't know that they would be so into it, which is great. Yep. And then I had to, like, quickly, like, read the news and, like, you know, as the, as the representative. <laughs> but turns out it went great. When I was traveling abroad, I was always... I always felt so like I felt so American because they always knew what was happening in our country. Yeah, and I was like, "Who's your prime minister? Is it a queen? What is, is it? Is it a prime minister? Is it a president? We don't know. Who knows? Do you have a senate? I barely <laughs> know about my own. Um, yeah, I saw a funny tweet though that was like um, something like, "Man, there was no red wave. It was just like a light spotting." And I like, oh loved- yeah, <laughs> I saw that. And I, was like, I think this is a period. Joke. More similarities. Like, with a period is the better. The more, the better. I agree. I agree. <laughs> How about your week? You had a big week, didn't you? I had a big week that was like, it was similar to you where it's like, well, I guess it was one event that was good and bad. But yeah, I got uh, to the next round of a grant. Um, a huge grant. Am I right? Yeah. These huge. big starting grants. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not the biggest starting grant, but one of these grants where you go and interview and so I had a very hectic it was a very quick turnaround and where did you have to go I went to Copenhagen so just an easy train ride three-hour train like not it it was a it was yeah it was lovely it was lovely those Danish trains oh my gosh the good of my week was watching the Danish train person come by with (laughs) Slick au chocolat, which means candies and chocolate, and literally watched him. You know the Nathan for You episode with the chili at the ice hockey game. I a hundred percent. It's do. disgusting. He yeah. he, he poured somebody hot chocolate <laughs> through this tube that like came out of his side. It was <laughs> like it was hilarious. Wait, I mean, yeah. I thought I thought you were gonna say it was chili. Like Nathan it was not. Peter. No, it was delightful. It was like the delightful version of that episode. So that's it's like Harry Potter and Nathan Fielder had a baby. That's still very <laughs> yes. odd that he had like a camelback of hot chocolate. It was very Hogwarts Express meets Nathan Fielder. Um, which is what a, which is what a great a place combo to be. <laughs> Anyway, yes, so I was, yes, it was very good news to make it to this next stage, but it it was a very stressful week of very rapidly preparing for an interview and a presentation that was like, it was like in a boardroom. It was intense, but I talked about our podcast. That's great. Maybe I'll give it to you just for that. It was broader impact. Anyway, so yeah. Wait, what was your bad? Oh, they were the same. Oh, it was just really hectic. Yeah, yeah they were I the same. Know. No, that's fine. Yeah. Did you actually get, yeah. were you only in Copenhagen for a day? Like, was I spent it a the one night. Day? Did you get. Oh, but the best good, good. food there. Yes, I had that's was, Mexican food. <laughs> that's where I was like. Yeah, I had actual tacos and they were very good. The salsa was still very bad. But the guacamole tacos, and yes, I had a margarita by myself at a restaurant the night before I interviewed. <laughs> I mean, power to And it was you. pretty good. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. That's great. You should have smuggled some stuff up from the grocery store, sir. Oh, I don't think they sell in the grocery store. I think it's like a... Yeah. Wow, like you gotta go out and experience it. You gotta go it. out. I gotcha. Anyway. I gotcha. That's pretty good. Yeah. When did you hear about the next step? I feel like it was like some oh, statistical... Okay. It's... Yeah. December 23rd. Isn't that so rude? <laughs> That's okay. If you 
Is there? I don't have to think about it till then. It's true. Can I ask one more question about this? Is it like a yes no on December twenty third or is it like just okay? So there's not another round. Okay. There is not another round, and yeah, chances are pretty good at this point. Anyway. No need to jinx it. Let's talk no. about our guest. Let's talk about her. <laughs> Who is Yes, it? I'm I'm so excited to have my friend, now your friend, Cassie Rose, who is a science policy whiz. She works for the state of Maine in the governor's office of policy innovation and get this, the future. Which is pretty broad. Anyway, she works to connect the geoscience community with policymakers at the local, state, and federal levels to support science-based decision-making on issues related to climate, energy, water, mineral resources, and natural hazards. As we discuss in the episode, stay tuned everyone, Cassie wears many hats and we are so lucky to have gotten an hour of her time. She is here in her own capacity, as always, and what she says does not reflect the opinions of her employers. Also, we just want to give a little tiny heads up that we have a little weird audio things happening, but it should be great because Soundmaster Stephanie did a fantastic job enhancing the quality for all of you. Welcome, Cassie. Welcome, Cassie. Thanks for having me. Yay, we're so excited to see you. I feel like this might be the first time we've had a guest who actually listens to our podcast. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to every episode yet, but I'm nearly there. I I mean, that's all we could ever hope for. I think we've had a few who've, like, listened to one other episode to prep. But... End it's of a little list. different, just saying, a little different. We hold you in high esteem, right. Cassie. I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> We're really happy to, to chat with you. Well, Cassie, what do you do? What's your job title? Do you have a business card? I don't know. If I, we got to stop asking that. Do people have business cards anymore? We do. I have uh, business cards with a beautiful golden seal of the state of Maine on it. Wow. It's very pretty. Which is like the state seal, not the like a seal. seal. Yeah. No, a seal is the state seal, though. It's a gold seal. It has a moose no. instead. Wait, she got me. She got me. <laughs> Steph got me. I did. But there is a moose I mean, on like, it, so like it, that's just as But like, there are seals in Maine, right? Okay, that could well, happen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I act, okay. I've seen a bunch, crazy. actually. Not crazy. No. Um, anyway. What I've seen more seals in Maine than I've seen moose yeah. in Maine. Fair. How's that? So they should change it. That's, that's all I'm saying. Who do we write to? Janet? Is it Janet Mills? How do we get this oh, change? She listens, me I think. Because so. I work for Governor Janet Mills <gasps> in the Governor's Office of Policy Innovation in the Future for the great state of Maine. And my title is Senior Science Analyst and Maine Climate Council Coordinator. Wow. That sounds very I mean, impressive, not only because it is really cool, but also because you could talk to her and get the seal seal changed. Um, <laughs> I could try. <laughs> So, okay, what do you actually do, though? Yeah, so my primary job duties are to support this great group of almost 300 people called the Maine Climate Council. MCC. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Uh, It's a large group of volunteers who are responsible for creating our state climate action plan, which is a plan to fight climate change by reducing greenhouse gas emissions and plan for the impacts of climate change. So trying to make 
our communities more resilient to those impacts. So you um, are not a volunteer. I am not a volunteer. You have a re- <laughs> um, It's really cool. This is actually a legally mandated state plan. We were required ah. to have it and it's required to be updated every four years. So my okay. job. Who legally mandated it? The federal government or Ma- Mainers? Mainers. Ma- oh, Mainers. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole like, controversy. <laughs> you can tell if you're from away if you say maniacs. You're just. And do you know what people from Maine say also? You're from away. Exactly. Which is bonkers. I've assimilated completely. I am also from away. Oh. Yeah. From, oh, wow. Maine is its own bonkers culture. You don't, you can't get there from oh, here. Yeah. You're, from, you're away. from away. If you're not from Maine, it takes a while to like be accepted by the Mainers. They'll Mainers, be very nice. It, Mainers are very lovely and <laughs> until nice. Until you call them you're a maniac. just not going to be considered a, a real Mainer until you're here for four generations. Four. Okay. That's not, no big deal. In my understanding. <laughs> I'm married to a Mainer right. who's, you know, he's like fifth or sixth generation. So I've gotten a crash course. He sets the rules. Okay. <laughs> he is the king of Maine. He's a real Mainer. What, what, what were we saying? I don't know. Who knows? Mainers. Mainers. <laughs> I know. I know. So it wasn't a federal mandate. Right. Mainers yeah. themselves legislated. The state yeah. legislature. So the governor actually proposed a uh, state law in right after she took office in 2019. Wow to create the Maine Climate Council and mandate a state climate action plan. We're also required in this law to hit the greenhouse gas emissions reductions targets that the Paris Climate Agreement and the United Nations um, recommend, which is 45% reduction by 2050 and at least 80% by, I'm sorry, 45% by 2030 and at least 80% by 2050. That um, sounds better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are, A lot though. yeah, it, it started this whole process that I got hired um, to come on board to support in 2019. So that's a lot. Yeah, things, a lot of things. I that's part of my oh, I'm so other, excited. That's one hat that I have. My second hat that I have is senior science analyst. So okay. um, my training is I'm a geoscientist with, um, I'm a paleoclimatologist. Uh, Rachel <gasps> and I worked. Sound yes. familiar, Rachel? <laughs> Maybe that's how we know each other. Rachel and I might know each other from like a project that she she continued after I finished um, up at Columbia. I'll send you that paper draft That'd just be great. next week. That'd just be great. Uh, I did actually finish it to them. Just gonna put it out there. Well done. Oh, just reading what? through it. It's huge. Yeah. Congratulations. Okay. Anyway, amazing. Oh Back away from me. Okay. She will send you that paper draft next week. That's mind blowing. I thought you were right. messing I'll, with it. Uh, you'll hear next episode if I actually end up saying that. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you'll know. <laughs> I didn't get that draft. Interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So yes, you're senior I mean, science senior science analyst. So this means I bring my scientific training to provide. I can go in and research a topic if there's a relevant question that comes up from my colleagues in state government or um, a question from a legislator or a member of the public. I often have to kind of dig into different science related Hmm. questions um, or reach out to a scientist who like is an actual expert in that area and try right. to can, try to get information to connect um, them with whoever is looking for this information. That sounds like a lot. 
There's a lot. <laughs> That's like quite a lot of responsibility. 300 people and then every science question that anyone ever has. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was why we left it as science analysts are like, you're the most qualified to do this. And I'm like, that's, that's actually true. Yes. So we'll leave yeah. it as science <laughs> analysts and not like climate science analysts. Wow. Okay. So that, that's a lot. What on a day-to-day basis, what are you actually, actually doing? Oh, so I would say no two days are the same. And uh, my job's really fast paced a lot of the time. It, it kind of waxes and wanes depending on what's going on. So I can tell you what I've been working on a lot this last month is a progress report, how we're putting the state climate action plan into the world, into action. Yeah. Uh, so my job is to kind of be, kind of manage the spider web of information of understanding all of our state government and talking with organizations around the state about how they are reducing emissions from transportation or they're building new buildings out of climate-friendly materials or, uh, for example, towns that are replacing undersized culverts under their roads so they won't wash out from these huge rainstorms Mm -hmm. that we are increasingly getting here with, with yeah. the climate changing. Um, it's my job to kind of collect all of this information and synthesize it in a report, annual report to the Climate Council. And then we also share that with the public, the legislature, yeah. anybody who wants to know where that progress is going. I'm imagining a lot of emails. Oh, you go. That's what I was like, emails, a lot of like just writing or is that? Yeah, a lot of writing. This is very much a team effort. I work with a team of people in my office, but also at state agencies here who uh, we try to work together and share information to like make this all possible. That makes sense. Imagine like a Slack or a or a Microsoft Teams. I was just gonna say hopefully it's not Microsoft Teams because I hate Teams. I okay I just started using Teams with my new job. I don't hate it. I don't it, it's a, it's all right. There are a couple of drawbacks. Uh, one of my other like mini hats that I've found is I'm usually the person who like. Cassie is actually wearing four hats right now. Real, real so hats. Many hats. <laughs> usually I just cause maybe just cause I'm, I'm this kind of person. I like to go out and like learn how all the technological things work. So uh, the office I work in is actually brand new. Like the governor created it when she took mm. office. And so uh, we needed a file system. And I was like, oh, that's something I did in my last job. Like, can I please file? file? Sharing system. <laughs> so I like designed a whole file sharing system using SharePoint and Teams. And SharePoint. We use SharePoint. I did not create it, though. That's very impressive. Wait. <laughs> Cassie, my Microsoft Teams, the chat button is gone. <laughs> Any idea how to get it back? On the left? No, I haven't. Every time I'm in a Teams meeting, which I never oh, am in running, like I have it in the chat. And I'm like, guess what? I don't have a chat button. Can someone email me whatever the hell you're talking about? <laughs> That's hilarious. I've done a lot. <laughs> I hate Teams so much. Cassie, were you all, like, let's go back. Let's go back in time back. to the... To the early 2000s, the, I don't would you, know. What you're, would Mainers call it? To like, let's go away or the away time? <laughs> to the time the before away, time. The before times? For Maine, the 2000s are actually like the 1980s because I'm just going to insult Maine. <laughs> yeah, you're insulting Virginia while you're there. Now you're in Maine. 
I know. I, there's really no good spot for me. I'm just not going to be allowed in any state. Uh, what was your very first job? What did your haircut look like? Paint us a picture of young Cassie. Were there bell bottoms? <laughs> <gasps> oh, I don't want to talk about the fashion coming back. Okay, okay. So I was a very hardworking kid in high school. So I never had a job in high school because I was kind of too busy taking like all of the classes all of them. doing all of the things that I possibly sure. could. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask a real quick question before this? You're from away. Where are you yeah, from? <laughs> I was born in Southern California. Oh, you're so far away from there. That's almost as far as I can get from here. And I, oh, yeah. have, I lived there for the first part of my childhood and then moved to South Florida. So I've experienced oh, getting all the corners. every natural hazard that you can experience in this country. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How about that? You were in Southern Florida in high school. Yes. SoFlo in high school. Southern Florida in high school. Really lucky to go to a marine science magnet program (gasps) in high school. Okay, Um, let's talk about this. I didn't know that existed. How did you get into that? Well, I liked sea turtles in middle school. You really love the ocean. Who doesn't? Yeah, (laughs) I do really love the ocean. Um, (laughs) and, And I learned about this magnet program in a in actually a public high school uh, and I applied and they accepted me. And so I spent four years going to this amazing program, which was a field-based program. So we were learning about biology, but like going on hikes and camping and snorkeling and like helping do research. So it was a really amazing introduction to doing science. It's like a four-year immersive mm-hmm. awesome it was program. Really That's so great. cool. It did teach me that I did not want to be a marine biologist, and I'm not particularly okay. interested in studying living things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're mm-hmm. dead, which they move around is important much. to learn about Very yourself. Important. <laughs> too hard. When you touch them, they squirm. <laughs> they're yeah. too slimy. So I'll tell you how I learned this, and I'll also tell you like the context of touching a great white shark oh my god Mm-mm. i hate the ocean was it on purpose it was on purpose so okay. our uh program got a grant to send eight students to south africa to assist with a great white shark predation study wow it was amazing this i was just wild. like playing field hockey and ugh. I barely had a bio class in high school. Uh, shout out to Mr. Davis, Mrs. Thomas, Mrs. Hickson. Yes. We're like just running Science this program, teachers. doing the greatest work. And uh, they took us to South Africa and we got to watch sharks attempt to eat seals for 10 days. Um, Bringing it back to the seal. not. <laughs> it was really <laughs> incredible. We got to help collect data in the field. We helped to um study their social interactions when in the afternoons when they calm down from trying to eat seals uh and sketch them so it was a really great like hands-on research experience but it was funny while we were in south africa we um we finished up and we explored south africa a little we went to this uh a beautiful aquarium and i poked around i looked at the fish a little bit and then i spent the vast majority of the time looking at their fantastic fossil collection 
Yes. Like, this, is a, this is telling me something. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about these beautiful creatures. Show me the prince and the rocks. Yeah. That's what I want. I, I did discover just like the dead the remnants. animals are just so much more interesting to me. Um, huh. But yeah, right. we got to sharks while we were, you know, studying them, which was super cool. Um, yeah. Were you like suited up in a wetsuit? Okay, here's, I could bitch about the ocean. <laughs> I am a saltwater person. I can crap on a different state if you want. Michigan, let's go. My husband's from Michigan. And Three out whole, of 50 right there. What's their, <laughs> let's hit them all today. Uh, Michigan loves their lakes, right? And they have like no salt, no sharks, some stupid motto. And I will take salt water over a lake anytime. But having swum in like a wetsuit in the ocean where i thought i was gonna die like were you in a full-on yeah, wetsuit scary. swimming next to no, sharks and you were no just like swimming. petting them There's no swimming our parents would have been just so horrified um we were in a small boat it's a 25 foot long boat too it small. was a bit small. Small. some of the sharks were larger than the boat but we yeah. just had like jackets uh you know gore-tex which now we know is not amazing but you know jackets mm. waterproof pants boots uh we did get wet it was the winter but it wasn't too but wait how did you touch a shark what were yeah. what happened so the way it's a, it was a really cool study they were not only um studying these sharks and this is the one p- place in the world where great whites fly out of the water like you've seen air jaws on shark week thank sorry you. what no thank you <laughs> wait was this like what's that movie where the kid is standing on the dock and the whale flies over him? Oh, like free willy free willy that- Free Willy, yeah. Was this a free Willy? Is that how you touched uh, a shark? No. <laughs> so, anyway, Excuse my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the afternoons, the uh, the sun would be too high for the sharks sleepy. to uh, hunt effectively. So we'd anchor up, we'd put some chum out in the water, and we'd wait for the sharks to come to us, and we would observe their social interactions. Um and I was in charge of sketching them. So I got like the best view, the best seat all the time because I had to actually see it. And this one shark was just, they, they have really distinctive personalities. Some of them are really curious and they pop their head out of the water and they look at you and they're like, hey, what are you doing? I don't and like others, they? why are you like taking it. that snack away from me? I'm going to try to bite your, uh, your engine yeah. off. Now. Are they interested in eating you from the boat at all? No. Really, sharks aren't interested in eating people. They really yeah. want to be eating seals. They don't um, taste very good. For the most part, most shark attacks by great whites are a case of mistaken identity. And I think other mm. species as well. Like, most of the time, they're going to spit you out immediately because they realize oh. they've made a mistake. It's, like, gross. Yeah, they're like... Oh. <laughs> made a huge mistake. <laughs> a huge mistake. Um, the news is going to be yeah. everywhere. I mean, it's really sad. Like, we've, we've had a fatal shark attack here in Maine a couple of years ago. It was really tragic. Um, but for the most part, what I learned through the summer is yeah, it's right. a case of identity. Sharks are really, really intelligent animals. And it was really eye-opening to have that experience to see them. So there was one shark that was, like, swimming right next to the mm. boat. And we all waited mm. until it was about halfway past us. And then we all popped our uh, hands in the water and like touched it <gasps> as it swam by it was really cool felt a bit like a dolphin uh oh, okay. has ever touched a dolphin like swum with dolphins it was really similar experience a little slimy 
What other NOC creatures have you touched, Kathy? There's a lot. Really, stars, a lot of fish, uh, crabs, like all kinds of things. Have you ever touched a sea cucumber? Yes. Because I have, and it is very gross. Yeah, they are a little bit That's tiny. All. I would recommend, growing up yeah. in Florida, we always were cautious oh, yeah. to never touch the fireworms. I think oh, the fireworms. That sounds bad. Quite orange, and I almost did it once, but I waited to until I could see it and then I was like oh don't no touchy that will burn me <laughs> but it's in the water fireworm mm-hmm. I don't like yeah, it I don't like like it. Steph it's is not convinced I'm a land creature I'm gonna throw I love looking at a I'll look at a turtle happily the seals are adorable <laughs> from afar <laughs> that was painful for her to say <laughs> Yeah, so so high school, I had a lot of great research experiences, yeah. and summer after high school, my dad sat me down and was like, okay, it's time to get a job, uh, and so he drove me around very kindly. He was always very <laughs> kind at driving me around to, like, all the things I needed to do in, in yeah. Um <laughs> drove me around to find a job, and I got a job at a uh, combined um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop oh. slash Wetzel's Pretzels. Oh, all right. Pinnacle. Yeah. So you have to understand how to put the salt and sugar on the pretzel and how to scoop yes. the ice cream. Well, that's a multifaceted toolkit. The, the perks of working at a place like this is that you got an ice cream cone and a pretzel on every shift. Thank goodness I was 18 with an amazing metabolism. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That's great. I loved it in high school. My friends worked at Dairy Queen because they would always bring home Dairy Queen after those shifts. And Mm. that was the best. (laughs) So did you just out of high school, did you decide, did you go into college? You went to college. I know you did. With a major picked out or you like, let me explore. I just had a question. About like all this high school experience, was there any mention of climate change then? That's a great question. I don't recall learning much about okay. it. I graduated high school in 2005, so it was really just a few months before an inconvenient truth came out because I remember that coming yeah. out during my first yeah. year of college. Um, yeah, it, it there so, was. Yeah. Do you want me to shit on Florida real quick? Are they even allowed to mention climate change? <laughs> but truly, Stephanie. isn't it like legislated that they can't bring it up? Four out of 50. Let's keep going. Yeah, That's the four, yeah. Like currently, I thought it was like legislated that they couldn't do it. That, that could be true. It's it's a little, Florida is an interesting place for sure. I, I do want to say like, this was all such a great experience. Like I'm the first person in my family to finish college. Um, I'm the only yeah. scientist and like, and much less go on to get, I got a, a master's and a PhD and like having this experience and really yeah. supportive teachers and, and exposure to science was so pivotal for me, yeah. like really helping me. That's incredible. So then you went to college and then did you know what you were going to make? You were like, I love fossils, <laughs> bring to the fossil department. <laughs> I didn't know what I would major in. For. We just had, sorry, everyone. We just had. A cat interrupt, and it wasn't Tina. <laughs> it's a big day for right. us. I got three of them, so that was Matt. Okay, we saw one. He's we we need a punch likely. card. He's a, for the listeners, he's black and white, short hair cat. He is uh, He's a little he, bit famous in Maine because he tends to what? show up in a lot of public meetings. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. On my okay. While I try to give 
box in front of hundreds of people. Ah, I love him. Okay, we'll talk about him at the end. Absolutely. College, major. What were you doing? So it was funny. I I applied to the University of Miami, which is an amazing school, and they have a really great marine science program there. And the interesting thing about their program is that you have to double major. So you can do marine science and then something else. You could do physics, math, chemistry, or biology, or geology. And geology could just cross that out. No living things. Shark experience was helpful. Uh, (laughs) Physics, math, and chemistry also all felt really intimidating at the Mm. time. Pre, filled with pre-med kids. Pre-med, yeah. And I was just like, eh, none of these really grabbed me, which is mm-hmm. ironic that I became a geochemist. Yeah. Um, so that kind of left with me with geology. And um, I, I'm a Jurassic Park kid. I saw it in theaters Excellent. as a wee child. And <laughs> I just like completely... We should have started back then. <laughs> I know. I know. No what was then. the first movie you saw? How did that affect your career choices? <laughs> And then my first semester in college, I took an intro geology course and they introduced us to rocks and I was just hooked. I mean, they're so fun. They're so fun. They're so great. I ended up actually dropping the marine science major and just sticking nice. with geology. <laughs> Too many living things in marine science. A lot of living things and a lot like just a lot of course requirements. Yeah, that was- that's oh. great though. Because geology is the kind of thing, I mean, I was a geology major too. I think Steph was too. So like, was I. Just, mm-hmm. I was, you yeah. take it, you, you at least didn't have a full class in it in middle mm-hmm. school or high school. high school. And so you don't mm-hmm. even like think of it as an, but then rocks are so cool. They're so cool. No, literally, I remember eighth grade learning about rocks yeah. and the cycle and the Had a unit. And I, I do recall this distinct thought that I will never want to become a geologist. Rocks are so boring. <laughs> And that's just down to the way I was taught about yeah. rocks. It was horrifically boring. It's like the person teaching it probably also thought it was boring. And so, yeah. I was like, oh, I got to yeah. get through this unit. Learning about the earth and learning about rocks is so cool. And I just Agreed. fell in love with it. Completely head over heels still. Like I have rocks on my desk <laughs> and a fossil. I've, I've got like various rocks. I'm like, what mood am I in? Which rock do I want to play with right now? Do you have a do you have a top rock like a, a favorite rock? Oh, I have a few favorites. Maybe one of my Ooh. top favorites is a banded iron that uh, it's a biff a biff from Canada that a friend brought me, and it's at least two and a half billion years old. It's so I think cool. the oldest rock I have. Uh, Rachel, that's the time period you study, right? Two yeah, and a half totally, billion. Steph. Two and a half billion, <laughs> totally. Just make it twenty billion, actually. That's really old, though. That is much older than what I study. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I need that. <laughs> okay. Geology major. A very happy geology major, I might add. Did you go on field trips around Florida, and was it just beaches oh. and sinkholes? Ooh. So the cool thing about going to college in southern Florida is you learn all about coral reefs and ah. reef development. Yeah, amazing. So one of my favorite field trips was we literally drove around South Florida to different parts of the Pleistocene Reef. So 125,000 years ago, sea levels were like 30 meters higher, I think, like 100 feet higher than today. And so most of South Florida was underwater and it was just all coral reefs. So you can see where there were deeper water corals, shallower water corals. You can see where there were like beaches and Uid beaches. 
Love and forgot about that word. of uh of calcium carbonate or limestone uh in the Bahamas today they have yeah. beaches. These are like real measures of where the ocean, where the sea level was at a given time, if you can date it. Oh, it's so cool. So that was great. I kind of got a little scared about paying for college halfway two years in, and I ended up transferring to a slightly more affordable college, Florida mm. State University. Finished up there. I went to field camp, geology field camp, which I spent six weeks in northern New Mexico looking at rocks awesome. and to uh, map them. And and that was great. I got a much more like hard rock experience there. Yeah. Not just thinking a about nice mix. Right. <laughs> so you were you were also a geology major there. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you graduated. What's up next for twenty two year old Cassie? 21-year-old. Yeah, 21-year-old Cassie. I finished <laughs> uh, in three years because oh. I was crazy. Um, <laughs> because I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, accepted. Yeah. And had no social life. Um, you just over- loved rocks so much. I loved rocks, but also was very scared about being dead. I think real, very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I graduated in 2008. Great year to graduate. Just kidding. It was awful. I I actually, um, I did a, my last year of, uh, or no, second year of college, I did an internship, summer REU, research experiences for mm-hmm. undergraduates at Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory. <gasps> I've heard of it. And got introduced to the amazing place there and as a result of doing some research there with uh dallas abbott on uh meteorite impacts i got to go to the geological society of america annual meeting during my last year of college which is a great place to learn about graduate uh school programs and so Mm -hmm. i became aware of a paleoclimatology master's program at the university of california riverside while i was there talked to the grad students. It sounded amazing. So I applied and got accepted. And so I went back to Southern California for a couple of years nice. right out of college. Yeah. Okay. I wish I had taken a break. My <laughs> undergrads listening to this podcast. I think, I yeah, I think me break. and Steph have also said that I did take a break and Steph didn't take a break. And I think we both are pro breaks. <laughs> yeah. Pro break, anti-shark pro break. <laughs> I'm pro sharks from afar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're all appropriate. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That we can agree on. Uh, And this was a great master's program that was trying to study past climate change of the Sierra Nevada mountain range in Eastern California, which is a fantastic place to do stuff. Um, I knew I liked sediment cores because I worked in a core lab at Florida State University. And I was like, this is a skill I have. I can take samples from cores let's see what we can do with it. <laughs> it's a great skill uh, yeah great skill uh <laughs> so i went there and ended up um doing a research project looking at uh some lake records from owens lake in eastern california which is a, a now dry lake mm-hmm. um but it has a million year long almost continuous paleoclimate oh. record in eastern california hydroclimate and the big thing about California is water yeah. from the sea. That is so important for Southern California. Um, and, and there's so little of it yeah. now. So little of it. So I was Steph, trying to understand. Don't add a fifth state. Okay. 
leave California out of it. I have actually nothing to say about it. I mean, the whole West has been very dumb about the water, but so what, how many what states am I going to do? Okay. Uh, let's pick like the seven in the Colorado uh, okay. River. Complex. So we're up to ten. Okay. Who picked, who allocated the water based on volumetric calculations in a, in a wet year? So sorry. Okay. Uh, what are we at? 11 out of 50. Yeah, let's I think keep you're at going. 20%. That's great. Yeah. So I really wanted to understand rainfall runoff. I did that for a couple of years. And I was like, this is cool. I like research. I will continue. Yeah. Um, and it's a good two years to find find that out about yourself yeah that was that was why I was like pretty sure I wanted to do a PhD in undergrad but decided to do the master's first very smart yeah make sure that's a good call too because it's hard to so did you go master's right to PhD you've just like school 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 I can say two times over take a break (laughs) I took zero breaks (laughs) yeah so applied to various PhDs programs and uh, got into Columbia, Monterey or Conservatory, working with Rachel's postdoc advisor, Peter Domenical. On hey, Peter. I went there and kind of switched continents to Northern Africa and got really into organic geochemistry using ocean sediment cores and trying to understand when the Sahara Desert became a desert and how that affected human evolution. Yeah, because you can see all the rivers underneath it if you use radar, which is super cool. Absolutely. And it's this huge barrier to um, the movement of animals, movement of plants. Oh, sure. Every 20,000 years, it flip-flops and decides, Uh, I'm going to become a grassland now because it gets a lot wetter relatively because of Earth's orbital cycles. So it's a really cool place. There are signals in Africa, long-term flying. It's just a really interesting place to do this kind of I agree. (laughs) You just shout out Milankovitch? Is that how you just said this? I said shout out procession, but I should have said shout out Milankovitch. That's funnier. Can Okay, so you've been in school for literal decades at this point. I think I spent 10 years in here. How did you, so I guess the next part of this question, as someone who's always toying with the idea of leaving academia, how did you get into this this climate policy space? Because you're not studying 20 to 50 to 5 million years ago. I'm going to stop guessing numbers. Just say one one to 4 billion. One, one year, to 4.6 billion so years ago. You're not. <laughs> but how did you, so after, uh, did you like, did you postdoc or were you like, I'm out. I'm like done with this whole world of academia, which I get. Yeah. So actually during my, the second year of my PhD, I realized I did not want to continue in academia. Really liked the research. I loved what I did for my PhD, but I was not really attracted to continuing the research path. And I think particularly the soft money research mm-hmm. path, which is Lamont's story is very like that's the model there and very few academic jobs as well. Uh which I know you both did a great episode on applying for Ah uh, yeah. I was like, so, like yeah we, I just applied to forty jobs. We're all <laughs> thriving right now. Yeah. <laughs> So fun. So I knew I wanted to do something outside academia, but I wasn't sure what. <laughs> it's great that you For realized it early on so that you could, you had yeah. the time to prepare mm-hmm. yourself. Can I ask another question? 
Yes, Rachel, you're so right. I feel like a lot of advisors pressure mm. their students into staying in academia. Did you feel that pressure? Like, I feel like we're, when I was in grad school, I, it was just assumed you'd continue yeah. on this track. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, even, if, there it's was, like, un- no even other... if it's unsaid, right? Yeah, I would say I didn't feel pressured by my advisors to say I was very open with them um, from when I had this realization that I was yeah. going to be looking into different career paths. A lot of my advisors and other scientists that were who were around me were all academic, all academic paths. So right. they're just right. I think in the last five years in particular, I've seen this start to turn around, yeah. but then there just was not a lot of like knowledge of how to support students to look into different career paths. Yeah, totally. I think that's right. Yeah. And so I would say I had, I had support, but not a lot of, um, uh, like advice. Yeah. And not a lot of like direct advice. I talked. Maybe we should start a podcast. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good idea. What did you do after? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to use, like, talk to people around me who had done other things. Like, there, I knew there were scientists who worked in consulting, environmental mm. consulting for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. The university also had some career fairs that I went to. And I also tried to use conferences as an opportunity yeah. to, like, see what nice. else is out there and talk to people working in different fields. But I wouldn't say that I got to the end of my PhD and I, I did not know exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. What I really, what I did know is that I wanted to help people with science. Yeah. I really wanted to help society, particularly with respect to climate change. Yeah. yeah. Because that's my area of expertise. That's what I care about. Um, and so I applied very widely to a lot of different types of jobs. <laughs> yeah. Just cast a wide net really wide net um and what ended up hitting was i think literally this uh job opening in came across my desk in an email a week before i was defending oh wow you're like not now job no not now (laughs) time for this (laughs) so i like flung an you know generic cover letter and resume not a CV, but a resume. Yeah, like so different. And uh, thankfully, they got back to me. So I ended up interviewing for and getting a job with the American Geosciences Institute, which mm, is okay. a nonpartisan nonprofit based just outside Washington, D.C. Okay. And my job there was to try to connect state and local decision makers with solid geoscience. Great. across the spectrum so mineral resources energy water um climate change and so on we really tried to make like make it easy for decision makers to get connected with uh reliable sources of scientific right. information so would like like would state and local people email your your is it AGI? I just abbreviated yeah, it. I don't yeah. know. Uh, would they email you guys and be like, we need info on this? Or were you guys like, we're going to create white papers or documents on these things because we know people might ask about them? research and like went to, I got to go to some conferences. Uh, there's um, conferences, uh, national or state legislatures from sure. around the country. And so I got to go talk to legislators Um we also did research. Uh, we had some people reach out, but we created a bunch of different materials, like fact sheets, 
and short FAQs, but we also put on webinars about all these different topics like ocean acidification and water, um, planning for natural disasters. We had a, I remember one speaker from Texas who was like, here's how we don't talk about climate change and prepare for it in Uh, Texas. It's really interesting. There's Cassie shit I got to stake, throw that out there. 12 out of 50. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I have yet. I have yet to. You're, yeah. Shit on any state. So then, Cassie, how did you end up in Screw you, Indiana. Get out of here. Yeah. So that that was great. Uh, I actually, I was working from home before we all had to work from home. Um, Ah, yes. I started working remotely uh, about a year into my... Uh, three years with AGI, and um, where uh, from SoFlo? We we spent a year in Florida, tried that, and then we decided to move to Maine because um, your which, husband uh, is a seventh, twelfth generation Mainer. He's what do you say? What's the he's opposite not of from, from away. away? He's not from away. He's from here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's from here. Actually, I like to you know point out it was my idea to move back to Maine. Uh, it's nice. Um, it's very lovely here. I do. I really, really like it here. I'm just completely assimilated. Yeah, we decided uh, we had the flexibility. Yeah. That's great life here. Yes. Yeah. So we moved up here and I, uh, AGI had a little bit of a restructuring. So I would, found myself looking for a new job. In, yep. It um, happens. Yeah. After a few years, which was sad, but ultimately ended up being a really good thing. And folks, I networked. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Did you use Tell LinkedIn? <laughs> Do you have a business card? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, I went to another conference. It was a, a regional Geological Society of America conference. Nice. Just realizing now the GSAs have been really good for me. Yeah. Um, I had a similar um, experience at Northeast GSA. Pro GSA? Yeah. In college, yeah. Lovely. And I had just like, joined uh, a great group it's a professional uh club called the geological society of maine and it's full of geologists or geology enthusiasts and i decided to volunteer to run their website because that was a skill i picked up in my previous job yeah and so i went there and i was like hey everybody i need a job now let's let me know amazing yeah it was janet mills at northeast gsa and she's like here you go oh that would have been lovely (laughs) are a lot of state agencies hire geologists so i asked around and i ended up getting uh connected through a retired geologist to my boss hannah pingree um who had just been named the director of this brand new office, the governor's office policy in the future. And the governor uh, and the legislature were in the process of passing this law that created the state climate council. Ah. And so I, I met with Hannah several times um, and she said, listen, we need somebody to manage this. And I had the skills of both knowing climate science really deeply, but yeah. also having policy experience yeah. and understanding. And like project management, right? Thanks, PhD. Yeah, the project management skills Huge. that I got in grad school are like, I use them every day. Yeah. It's totally critical to my yeah. work. 
Um, so I was really lucky. I got offered a job and I started a little over three years ago and I've been here ever since. And it's been really amazing. Amazing. And it sounds like you've just added responsibility or changed responsibilities. Added, added more some, hats. But it, yeah, more. Yeah, now you're wearing four. Now, oh my God, Cassie, take off your hats. <laughs> we can't see your face too anymore, Cassie. <laughs> the cat has a hat on. <laughs> One of the things about why it's so important to have a plan is uh, that, you know, COVID hit, we had this plan, and then a lot of yeah. federal funds, they actually started coming into the state. We had the COVID recovery funds. We've had a, a, a federal infrastructure law yep. uh, to improve our infrastructure. And we just had a uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which puts like the biggest investment into climate change. Right. Um, that was policy. a good bill to pass. So we're really here. We had this plan saying exactly what we needed to do to hit our greenhouse gas emissions targets and it's like hey now we can help like target these funds towards yeah. these specific goals yeah you're like so, we have a plan for this money that you we sound just like got. elizabeth warren <laughs> yeah and maine's been really lucky to have, like done that not only here but we have an economic state economic plan planning processes are they're kind of hard to understand and they're really there's a lot of work that goes it on seems a bit abstract too if it seems a bit abstract yeah. but really like it helped that we did the work right we have a, we have a science informed and guided yes. plan like yeah. we know that uh, yeah. work. and now that we have the resources we Where can to go main it's inspirational really rewarding i think as a scientist it's always like we all want to help yeah people. <laughs> like yeah. shoot yeah we do <laughs> maybe not all but like no no, no. no. I think you're right. yeah and i think it also though kathy like speaks like i think it's really hard for people to put themselves out there and you're like i'm just gonna volunteer and do this thing because i don't have anything yeah. going on and that just like tiny foot in the door set you up for a lot and that I think that's hard for people to take those steps where it's like I don't know if this is gonna pay off, but I'm yeah. it might, you know what I mean? Or like I'm interested in this, so I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? If if there wasn't if we solved climate change magically yeah. and I could do other things, yeah. Uh, there, okay. there are like two. I have two answers for this. Sure. One, I think I'll work on the water crisis in the West because that's huge and also just very interesting. I think. Um, from like my past research, it's really yeah. relevant. Uh, but honestly, I might just go study rock. Your first love. Like, <laughs> I really like sedimentary rocks um, in particular. So maybe like actually doing the, nice. the field geology thing and trying to understand the geological evolution of Earth. I love it. But I always enjoy that. It's something that the geological society of Maine does. We go on field trips yeah. in the summer. And like look at rocks in the field with other geologists for a couple Aww. of days which is just so nice and lovely and yeah, yeah. Like, and and like the memory of like of oh yeah. yeah yeah this is how this works i am like a very bad geologist despite having a <laughs> multiple degrees in it but i love walking around maine and just shutting <laughs> glacial erratic because it's the it's drop yeah. stone like big oh, rock yeah. glacial erratic <laughs> or i'm like it's gotta be granite <laughs> what else is it we're in maine it's the coast I know that's about as far in as I go. That's That's a Yeah, I know that. (laughs) Much better. Okay, Cassie. Yeah, we're at the important Uh, part of the episode. We already met one. Well, we didn't really, but can we hear about your three cats? And I must know, do they have a social media presence? Please say yes. (laughs) 
yes, you can hear about them, and yes, they have a social media presence. Uh, they are at Pavi.and.max, P-A-V-I.and.max. Pavi and Max, it started... Wait a sec, but don't you have three cats? I do have three cats. Who's left out? Who, unfortunately, the third is left out. So yeah, there's Tavi, who is a six-year-old gray Persian rescue from Kuwait. Um, oh, wow. What? Uh, there's Max, who is a black and white short hair. He's originally from Georgia. We saw Max. Maine. We yeah. saw Max. Georgia, I have to ask, the state? <laughs> the country? Okay. He's a southern boy. Um, Says y'all. I... Miss meows have a draw. A draw. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna say something about Georgia, Steph? Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> Atlanta. There's an election there. There is. Uh, yeah. I think she's uh Tabby with some white on her. She's from Maine, from China. <gasps> yes, there's a place in Maine called China. I'm gonna throw that out there. China, yeah, China, Maine. comma Maine. Does she feel neglected because she doesn't have her name in the Instagram I handle? I it she is that most energetic cat I've ever seen ever had and uh she gets into a lot of trouble and she gets a lot of a lot of time on the social medias um she's just the happiest like most easygoing cat I've ever had she's all three cats get yeah. along well generally Max is uh and Max is who we he, met Max is who you met Max yes, needs okay. a lot of like attention and cuddling I was getting that bug yeah. <laughs> yeah so he I have to bring him around like a baby multiple times every day Aww, where he's not. I love cats. Well, Rachel so and I much. both have cats that I think, like my cat hates other cats. I feel like Tina. Oh, yeah. Also, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also, this is my first time recording this podcast ever in a room with a door. And so that right. is the only reason. <laughs> Tina's not <laughs> that here. Tina has not made an appearance, but I think I heard her bap at the door a little bit. She's she like, it's my time. Let me in. Anyway, your job sounds super cool. It was so fun catching super up. Super important. And you have three cats with the social media. What could nothing. be better? Truly nothing. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Kathy.